Hello, everybody, and welcome on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all of your picks, plays, parlays, and analysis around the beautiful game. Powered by the Book It Sports Network, download the Book It app today and follow us there. Who's us? Of course, I'm Thomas Viola, joined as always by Taylor Wilson. Taylor, how are you doing here on this Monday for our Champions League mini pod? I am doing fantastic, Tom. Uh, I don't love the slate, but we're going to try to find some value. And we do have a very special third member here who's like chowing down some pad thai here before he hops on the pod. <laughs> Jeff Parles, how are you, sir? No, that, that would be uh, that would be uh, pesto pasta. But uh, uh, my apologies. But it's all it's all gone. We're good to roll. And of course, uh, it's always great when you can bring on the uh, the, the professional bolloviator. To talk <laughs> the internet, the, the beautiful game, the biggest game in the world. I forty. We, look, I I I, lo- I love betting. I don't talk about it a lot on my show, the Parlay Cast, but I really do love betting footy. Really do love betting. So, uh, do do I have the most educational takes? Eh, that's for debate on any subject. But uh, really excited to be with you guys. Jeff, out of curiosity, what, what when did you start betting footy? Like, what were the was it a big World Cup? Was it a Champions League? It was uh, it was actually T will it was that World Cup that France just won, except actually that's not true, because the first big bet I made was of course one that ended in train wreck, the 2016 Euro. I Ben, our buddy Ben Wilson and I were in Vegas for the summer league at that time, and the final was Portugal and France, and I took Portugal to win in ninety. As we remember what happened in that, Portugal wins an extra time as a humongous underdog because the turn of the final was at, was at a, was in, was in Paris and Ronaldo got hurt early in that match too. So it was a scenario where it's like, wow, we actually got home on this, but I had the wrong bet. Ben Wilson, of course, had Portugal to lift the trophy uh, on that bet. So of course he had a, he was able to talk endless, uh, crap to me for a while but i uh, in all honesty t will uh, the i really got into it and when stuff got shut down this year and and the the bundesliga was the first guy <laughs> back yeah and uh, look it's it, and for the american audience that's listening i know a lot of a lot of you know how awesome the club football is over across the pond in england and in in, in germany i i love me some syria and italy as well even though that league is down this year, uh, but it, it's it, it's it's fun to bet, and it's very fun to bet in game, uh, because when I was in New Jersey, it was just bet <laughs> the hell out of out of first half unders live and just hope they get home. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, one of the happiest times in my life was when you were constantly texting me about uh, first half live French league league two second division French. <laughs> Uh, unders. Uh, I was, which was getting fantastic. those texts too. That was that was what you call it. That was a early on in league. Duh. As long <laughs> as you stayed away from from Chambly, you did pretty well with those first half unders. You had to stay away from a few select teams. Uh, our friends at Auger though uh, really got it done for us in the early. As year. they do, as they always do. Well, guys, right now I'll tell you, I am excited. We're gonna get into some Champions League action, but first. We got a party like it's 1776 because I woke up bright and early at the crack of 10 today and 
immediately opened my phone to it getting blown up with the news notifications. Yunus Musa has officially committed to the U.S. men's national team. Absolutely huge here. Quite frankly, Taylor, I mean, I know that we normally focus on the betting lines and that this is supposed to be a Champions League show, but we got to talk about it because we now have possibly two of the top 10 teenagers in the world. Well, remember, we talked about it during uh, one of the international breaks, like the, the amount of players who have already committed to the U.S. who are like between, I don't know, age 17 and 21 is unreal. And here's a kid who had an option to play uh, in Ghana, in England. Was Italy the other one? I mean, a yes. crazy mix of countries. And he ends up picking the United States, which, you know, there are a couple of ways to look at that one is uh, maybe there's a better possibility for minutes, right? But however you get them, you get them. And the recruitment right now continues. Remember, that was the one kind of positive that people said about Jurgen Klinsmann. It's like, oh, he might not be a great manager, but he can get those kind of 50, 50 guys to come over. The fact that now this era is continuing that trend is, is awesome. Absolutely huge. I mean, we lost a friend Alvarez to Mexico this week, but honestly didn't even bat an eye because this aren't, who cares when we're getting these great players, save, uh, I say Saban, I mean Burhalter. My friends have taken to calling him Greg Saban Burhalter for all of this. And he, his recruitment has been absolutely phenomenal. We've flipped so many dual nationals. I mean, the fact that Sergino Dest is playing for us, one of our backs picked us over the Netherlands and actively starts for Barcelona. That is insane. I am excited about the future of this team. I am excited about this squad. But right now, let's bring back Jeff and let's get right into some Champions League, starting with the most lopsided match of the bunch, Manchester City, Borussia Mönchengladbach, City at minus 435, the draw plus 525, and Mönchengladbach just to win this game, not even to advance, is up at 12-1. to 1. Is there anything I know that we love – to play Man City whenever we can. We find a number. We should have found a number in, in in the weekend because even with most of their starting lineup resting, they still went out and dominated Fulham. What, what are you thinking here, Taylor? Well, ordinarily, I'd say in a vacuum, not having any other context, you're getting a, a, a team in the second leg that's kind of done and dusted for 12 to 1 just to win the game and not needing to do anything else. I would say close your eyes and take that, honestly. But... We know what the City team is right now. As much as we've made fun of the number all year, like how are they one of the two or three favorites to win the Champions League on the futures market? It's making more and more sense when you see how good this team is, how deep they are. And the trend that we saw earlier in the season of them kind of squeaking out games 1-0, that's not happening anymore. Nine of their last 12, Manchester City has won by two goals or more. I think that's a big enough trend and a big enough sample size that I want to just kind of keep taking it. The problem is the books are all over this. You're not getting a great price at minus one and a half. You're laying minus 148 on that number. So the only thing you can take here is City minus 1.75 or minus two, which sound insane for a game that City kind of already has wrapped up at 2-0 on the aggregate. But I'm going to take it. I think they're so much better than Gladbach. I'm taking City minus a goal and three quarters. Um, because I do think they blow them out again. And by the way, you might say, well, they're going to rest some players. Absolutely. doesn't matter. Two teams in England right now where it almost doesn't matter that they're going to the backups, Man City and Chelsea. You know, we've talked about both teams have kind of 20 plus players worth of rotation. You can bring in a guy like Riyad Mahrez or Bernardo Silva off the bench. 
no problem. City going to take care of this one. I hate the 1.75 number. It's so ugly. Uh, and I know those are those of our listeners in Vegas will hate me continuing to offer out quarter plays, but I have to here um, because I think it's the only place. See, the price that I'm laying is uh, minus 115, but I think that's the only play. Again, not one of my favorite plays of the week, but I think City wins this handily uh, just on the single game. So give me City minus 1.75. Here's the thing. On, on that note about them playing the backups, they're only up 2-0 on aggregate. I think they're going to put out a full normal uh, a full normal lineup for this game, especially after resting most of their players against Fulham. I, I, I think that I definitely like that 1.75 number. I think they're going to go out and try and blow this game away too. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Again, I want to see the lineup. I want to see the lineups first. Uh, again, you are right, Tom. I think being up only 2-0 – and the aggregate is going to lead to basically the as close to an A squad as you possibly can see from Man City here. I'm going to look to the total. I actually like this total over three. Uh, I know you have to lay a little bit of a price. It's minus 120 right now. But this is the makings of Man City. Gets two, two goals early. Gets up 2-0. And then Gladbach just shoves everybody forward for about 25 minutes before they give up another one and then really give up. So... I think push is the worst-case scenario here at over three. And if you get one from Gladbach, you're going to get home here on this. So I would go over the three uh, in this one. And, again, Man City just just too powerful in this matchup. And it's not like Gladbach's been in the greatest form either. Better por- portion of two months now. And also, who doesn't love a Man City home game in Budapest? Who doesn't love that? <laughs> what a I'm weird year of they- soccer, yeah. I'm glad that they changed that rule, though, because they were originally going to play this leg in England, but then they realized, well, we already made one team play this on a neutral site for their home leg, and they just had the other do the same. Now, let's shift over, because this game is going to be really one of the ones to watch. Real Madrid-Atalanta. This tie is very much in the balance. Real Madrid leads 1-0 on aggregate. In this game, they're a plus 114 favorite at home. Atalanta plus 225, and the draw is loading up here on my screen. That's going to be 265. And then, of course, I'm also looking the team to advance numbers. Atalanta's plus 275 to advance. Real Madrid, so annoying. So, so, so annoying. (laughs) Should not be in this stage. We all know this. They should not have gotten out of the group stage. I'm still so salty about it. They did not deserve. They were the worst of the four teams in that group. And I, no one can disagree with me. They were the worst team in that group and they made it out. And by the way, they're going to be in the quarterfinals as well. We all know it's going to happen. They're going to find a way to get past Atalanta. It's not fun. All my plays in the Champions League, by the way, this week are not fun at all. Like, I'm not that happy about any of them. They're really conservative. In fact, so conservative that when I first started thinking about this week, I was like, oh, what's the best four-team to advance parlay mix that I can do? But the the juice was just so insane on Real and uh and Chelsea, I thought it would be like inside minus 200. You're looking at like the wrong side of minus 350 in both of those. Not getting any value, even if you tie all four teams uh, together. So instead, if you think Real is going to advance, which I do, I think you have to take them to win here. Um, I, I think that ends up being the smarter play in terms of any kind of value. You're getting them at a plus price at plus 112. Keep in mind, Sergio Ramos and Kareem Benzema ostensibly are back. This might be a wait for the lineup and see situation. They were so lucky to win in the first leg next to a 17th minute red card from Atalanta. And they're going to be lucky again here. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to find a way. And 
if you think that Real is going to advance, I think you might as well just take them on the win here because the advance value isn't there. So give me Real plus 112. I hate myself for it already. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Uh, I'm going against what you told me the other day. I've never bet the draw, but I'm going to bet the draw here because this screams 1-1, where Real is really outplayed for about, oh, I don't know, 85 minutes and then find one in the last five of, uh, of normal time or, the la- or again, if, if they have to find a way to find seven minutes of stoppage time at the end of regulation, <laughs> they'll find it. Uh, so I, I just – I feel bad for Adelante these last two years in Champions League. Just that horrible gack in the quarters last year against PSG, which T-Will and I are just still still angry about so uh, all angry. these months later. And, and – and, that red – look, they, I, that wasn't even – even a, even down a man, that whole match was even yep. in the first leg of this. And I don't think Real's particularly good. I'm with T-Will. They should have been knocked out in the group stage. How they won the group was ridiculous. But they should have been out if it wasn't for – really, in all honesty, that was Inter's fault more than anything uh, that, that Real got out of that, out of that group. But yep. this screams a game where Atalanta actually controls things Real somehow only concedes once. They find a way to draw. They avoid extra time. And so I'm taking plus 280 at the Westgate here, Tom, on a draw here. Uh, I, I, have to, I, I have to agree with Taylor. First off, you've, you, you're most likely going to have Benzema back. And you're not going to have Eden Hazard, but that hasn't really mattered because he's been terrible this season anyway. It's almost better not to. Yeah. Um. The way that this Champions League is gone, the teams that are the Blue Bloods have really, really risen to the occasion, with the exception of Barcelona, but they were playing PSG. The the teams that you would normally expect to win, but were having the down years, and again, I guess with, with an exception to Juventus, they have come up big in the big moments that they needed to. And Real Madrid was one of those teams in the first leg. I think they come out here and I think they take this game. I think that they win it around the nature of two nil. I, I think that especially with the, with their full side back, well, most of their full side back, I, I think that they're going to take this one. I, I'm believing in Real Madrid. I'm going with Taylor on uh, I, I'm going with Taylor and I'm saying this, this is going to go two nil. Now let's move on to Bayern Munich versus Lazio. Bayern minus 315, the draw plus 460, and Lazio plus 750 in this game. I mean, where 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 are you finding value here? Yes, Bayern at one point did slump in the Bundesliga, but again, we talk about this team has just been an absolute dominant force. They won the first leg four to one. So I think the only question here is do they play the full lineup? That's the question, um, because I, I think you have to circle this game in with a similar logic to the city Gladbach game where it's like, what's the spread number that makes sense? You're getting a better price at just a clean one and a half. I think at DraftKings, you're looking at a minus 107 is the number I saw yesterday. Um, if you want to take Bayern to win that game by two goals, which I very much think they will. They looked so much better than Lazio in the first leg. Their attack was so much better than Lazio's defense. The problem here is... You know, you say, well, maybe the City game is close enough to where you can assume they're going to play their starters. I'm not entirely sure about Bayern in this one as far as what their lineup is. And I actually don't love their depth as much as I like a City depth, for example. 
Um, I, I think they are extremely reliant on the Lewandowski goal factor, more so than I think people are willing to admit because this is a dude who's putting up early 2010s Cristiano Ronaldo goal numbers right now. Like he could get to 50-ish on the season. If they're missing him in this game, I do think it plays a role when you need a team to blow out Lazio. But I still am probably doing it if they have most of those guys in there. I just think the price is close to even. It's fine. Um, you know, we've seen Byron in these spots go out and blow out teams again. I'm leaning, I can be talked out of it, but I'm leaning Byron minus a goal and a half here. Jeff, how about you? I'll take the over. I'll take the over here. I want to see the lineups, but in the end here, what you, even if Byron plays their C team, hypothetically, how are they not scoring at least two? Right. And if Byron is playing, uh, playing their lesser players on the back end, Lazio's offense is good enough to uh, attack, I should say, is good enough to, to score a goal or two in this. And at an even money or a plus price three and a half, I think that's pretty good. So I, I would go over to three and a half. The only thing I would be worried about is if Bayern gets up 2-0 quickly and then Lazio is like, you know what, forget this. We're just not going to try. And the game ends with a, just a very sad 2-0 or 3-0 and you end up losing that. But I, I would go over three and a half. That would be the best play from this game. See, I'm actually going to agree with Jeff here. I love the over in this one because I think that this is going to be another one of those blowouts and that Lazio will still be able to get maybe one on the board. And even if they don't, if they give up, Bayern's a t- the Germans do not feel empathy. We've Correct. seen it time and time again. <laughs> This team, which is basically half made up of German national team players, I mean, we saw what they did to Brazil. This this team blows out teams at will so often, and they are always looking to make a statement. They're always looking to keep scoring. They never take their foot off the gas. I'm not worried about them doing that and kind of playing with their food if they they get up big in this one. I I, I definitely like the over here. I think it's going to be a high-scoring one. The, the previous leg finished 4-1, and I think we could be seeing something similar to the same. So three and a half doesn't really bother me here. That's right, just we'll see my- what happens. Yeah, I, I think what Jeff mentioned on the needing something from Lazio is the part that scares me a little uh, if things are just completely dusted. and But even then, sometimes when so- – soccer's weird in that, like sometimes when the stakes are as low as they can be, sometimes that's when the goals come. So it's possible hey, that garbage time goals come there anyway. I mean, I mean – Three one is a very logical final here. Yeah, where, where Lazio. Yeah, go uh, ahead, Tom. I, I'd honestly look for Lazio to score the first goal. I, mm. I'm not saying bet. That. What's the price on that? Actually, yeah. Um, let me check the price on that. But that's but interesting. Remember, remember, well, remember this Bayern team isn't going to have to come out playing offensive ball. Lazio has right. to come out and score in this game. Let me see if I can find a price on that. But we see this a lot of times. The first team to score is the team that. Is the, is the team that needs the goals. And I think that that's something that we could really look at seeing here. Um, I am looking to try and find it right now. Lazio, this is kind of surprising. I just found it at DraftKings. Lazio's only plus 250 to score first. I, I would have expected that, that to be – I would have expected that to be a little bit of a bigger long shot than that, guys. I don't yeah. know. I don't I, think that. I think that I, makes that makes sense more or less. That number, I think. Yeah, I, I I like that number, and I wouldn't mind taking that number because I, I do think they're going to be the team that comes out on the attack. I could see them getting a goal in the first fifteen minutes to try and set the tone. 
do it. I love it. I'm not. I'm not backing you on that, but let's let's see it. <laughs> like I, I I was thinking like I wasn't thinking it in terms of actually going out and betting it. I was thinking it more in terms of just the way that these games go and talk and going off of what Jeff said of worrying about getting that Lazio goal. I, I, I do think that it is in the realm of possibility. I might put a little bit of money on that. But right now, let's shift over to the final game on the docket for the Champions League in this mini-pod. Chelsea plus 120, Atletico Madrid plus 250, the draw plus 220. Chelsea brings a one-goal lead to Stamford Bridge. Or are they playing this one in Budapest? It says it says playing this in London right now, which is kind of shocking that Atletico Madrid would allow yeah. that to happen. Atletico got a little bit screwed on this one, um, but I'll also argue that they screwed themselves by playing as ugly of a style of soccer as, as humanly possible in the first leg and uh, just kind of hoping something would happen, and it didn't. We know how those Simeone games they go; they often work out. I think ultimately here you need to not overthink this and immediately think about an underplay. Um, I, that has to be the absolute first thought. I actually have three plays in this, but the first thing I'm going to mention is under two and a quarter. Again, the books are all over this. You're not getting a great price. Minus 127. I'd also consider looking at the first half zero goals plus 165 number. I think this could be a real low scoring game across the board and certainly KG in that first half. Uh, by the way, I do think Chelsea will advance. The advanced ticket number is minus 360. Last time I saw, you can't even pair that with anything to get any kind of value. And so if you think Chelsea's going to advance, similar to my Real Madrid logic, and I, I, I know I'm going to screw myself over by saying this as a Chelsea fan, but uh, I like that plus 120. I think Chelsea could win this game again. A draw would not shock me here at all. I think there's a ton of value there on the draw number. So my Chelsea win number is probably my third most confident play here but i really like both of my unders the under two and a quarter for the for the uh, 90 minutes and the zero goals plus 160 for the first half how can you bet a how can you bet a chelsea game anything but under at this point hey just the way that they've been playing since the managerials uh change they're they're an under machine right now and of course the matchup doesn't hurt i know atletico in, in La Liga has played a little bit more up-tempo than you usually see from them in the past. But I agree with what Taylor said. That first leg, that was as bad of a performance as you could have possibly drawn up in a match where, but quite, quite frankly, I know it wasn't on, in, in uh, it wasn't at Me- Me- Metropolitano uh, uh, there in, uh, in in Madrid, but if you're, if you're Atletico, you had to have at least gotten a draw out of that match and you didn't. And I, I think on, there's under two plus one twenty right now. How are we losing that? We could push. We could push. That could happen, and that's why that, that quarter ball would actually come out and help you here if you take Taylor's number. And I like his quarter ball a little bit more than under two, even at that plus price. But how are we seeing more than two goals in this game? I just don't see it. I think worst case scenario is a, is a uh, is a two nil or a one one draw. So I'm on the under here. I'm, I agree with Dewell. I don't know about this one, guys. I think this might be that game where everything zigs and this game zags. Because mm-hmm. the, the Simeone played ultimate Simeone ball in that first leg and it blew up in his face. I think he's going to come out a little more aggressive here. This Chelsea side is still going to need a goal. They're going to come into this game like it's 0-0. You know that. 
I think both teams are going to be playing a little more aggressive ball that we saw in the first game. And especially with Atletico needing those away goals, I don't think they're going to bunker down quite as much. I, I'm gun shy to take the under two and a quarter. I think this game is going over that two and a half. Wow. Number. Wow. I'm going and against over. you guys on this. Over <laughs> two and a half too. Wow. I think, we get, I, I think we get three goals in this game. So let me ask you this, Tom, what, it's tricky because so let's just look at the Tuchel era for a second. It's now I'm going to keep rattling off this number until it's not impressive anymore. Two goals conceded in 12 games, all comps in the Tuchel era. That's one every six. It's absolutely insane. Now you might say, well, who they've been playing actually pretty tough teams. That's the they thing. Have. Like, like you look at a Manchester United in there, a Liverpool in there, the first leg of Atletico. Um, those, you know, Manchester United is a good attacking team. Chelsea shut them out. Now, part of that is you could say, well, we know how those big six games go in the Prem. They end up being cagey. But if that's cagey, then I just don't know how this won't be. But you're absolutely right. They do need a goal. You know, they're not going to do anything without getting at least one goal. So is that what you think happens, Tom? Is, is Atletico kind of brings this to Chelsea, gets the goal, and that opens up everything? I, th- I think so, because I think Atletico is going to need to play play this game, break down that Chelsea defense, which admittedly is hard to do. But they, I, I think that if they can get that first goal – Chelsea is going to go out and get two because that Atletico team is going to be pushing really, really hard to get that se- uh, to, to get that second one. I don't know. As I'm saying it, because I'm also rethinking. <laughs> I- I'm also factoring in that that would send us to extra time, and I could see this Simeone team playing for that, playing four PKs in this game, but. Mm. I don't know when the goal comes, right? Like it's one thing if it comes in the 70th minute, that's different than the 15th minute, right? Yeah. I I don't know. I, maybe I'll sit this one out and live bet it and live bet it based on how they're doing. But I I do think that Chelsea could even get the goal first. And then either way that it's going to open that Atletico team up. I want you to take this over, to be honest with you, Tom. I think for content purposes, it's fantastic. Uh, I think you will be really one of the only people in something of a high-profile place, and you're welcome for the compliment there, uh, to to nail an over here. I don't think many people are going to be on that play at all. So why – hey, you say zig when others zag. Why not, man? Sometimes yeah. you got to go out on a limb. I, I, I this, is, this is my out-on-a-limb play. This doesn't – Again, you look at the numbers, it doesn't quite make logical sense. It's a it's a little bit of a gut feeling, but I, you can't bet with the chalk all the time. And I think this is one of those times when you have some value on something that a lot of people aren't seeing that I think could really happen because we're so jaded from that first leg and how both of these teams have been playing. But this is a game where those goals are going to be really important, and I think that once the first one comes, this one's going to get opened up a lot. Can I interest you in an Atletico money line offer as well, Tom, since you are uh, on the other side of, uh, of all the T-Will uh, here in this one? I don't. It's good value. I'd be, I'd be more interested, I think. Let me check the price here on them to advance. Mm. It's plus the classic to advance. Versus... Gate, okay, plus 290 to advance at Westgate. I'd. I'd be more inclined. I, I'd be more inclined to take them to advance than to win because with that – with that one aggregate goal coming into the game, mm. well, one you'd you'd be against yourself, but a one nil Atletico regulation win is a hundred percent in play here. Yeah, that is very true. I think I, that's I, probably I, I, good exact value, to be honest. If you want to continue, no, to make I, this I guarantee more, that's horrible. Make, make this more value. Make this more and more insane as we continue to go along. No, let's just, let's yeah, just, but a one nil plays against me, Bonnie T. Will yeah. <laughs> a, a one nil plays against myself. Yes, you you could. 
you could definitely interest me in Atletico to win this game. Okay. By the I way, I, guys, I, I think just it is very possible. I mean, I, I Tuchel's got to lose at some point. He does. He does. I just typed in Champions League to DraftKings to just do the easier search, and it gave me it gave me uh, handball. So that's uh, where oh, yeah. we're at there. Well, give us some handball <laughs> play. Give us some handball plays, Jeff. Yeah, what are we looking at? No, here? no, no, no. By the way, T. Well, the exacta yeah. on Atletico one Chelsea nil is plus seven fifty. Buddy, <clears throat> the favorite in this game actually is Chelsea one Atletico one is plus five ten. That makes sense that that's the favorite. Um, I don't know, Tom. I'll, I'll just say you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going against. I'm going against T. Will. I think I, they, these, these are the plays I'm taking here. I'm taking Atletico to win on the limb, and I am taking I, and I'm taking the over in this game. I, I like the over here. I think that this one is actually going to show up with a couple of goals. Now let's talk because we have, this is the mini pod. We're here to focus on the Champions League, but we've also got some Europa League action coming up. And hey, why not? It's not like we're paying for the film time here. <laughs> Taylor, you've got a couple Europa League plays. Why don't you walk us through them? Uh, I just, I, the first one is just to appease uh, the Thomas Violas of the world. Uh, I, I have to do something on Shakhtar. They're down 3-0 coming back for the return leg. Uh, of course, playing this uh, as they have for years now in Kiev, which is uh, not Donetsk's. Uh, you know, everyone's basically playing at a different stadium these days anyway. I like Donetsk in a spot where they need a lot of goals. Uh, I, I like them when they play a very open kind of, you know, high in the front third style. Uh, and I think they'll get enough here to win the leg. It's a lot of goals to overcome for them to advance, although probably a lot of value on that crazy to advance side if you wanted to try it. I don't think that happens. I do think Donetsk beats Roma in the second leg. Um, and I'm looking at plus 185 value there. So give me Shakhtar. I, I mean, you, you know that I like me some Shakhtar. They're a dog at home in a game that they need to, at the very least, go out and win. And even if they win, Roma might not. Ne- this is my favorite kind of play. It's when you're down so big on aggregate, you're coming back on your home leg, and we're getting all of that value on them to just win the game. Because remember, they could win the game and Roma still advance, which means Roma isn't actually as invested in winning this game as they are in just scoring enough goals to keep Shakhtar out of it. And that is really huge. The fact that you can get the value on Shakhtar in this spot like that, I mean, you're basically getting dog money on a team that's going up against a team that's not as heavily invested in actually winning a game. That's big. Because there is the Roma's not necessarily going to be pushing for a goal if they give up one or two. They're still going to be sitting back. And that's absolutely one of my favorite plays here, Taylor. Jeff, any thoughts? No, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to offer any of this because there is one thing, there are not many things in life that I hate betting more than the Europa League. Just, <laughs> oh, the Europa I can't League do it. It's a crapshoot. I can't do it because, especially in a second leg, you, you, you would it shock me if, if that game ends up with nine total goals? No, <laughs> like that's in play. That's how absurd the Europa League is. Well, you're also doing this gymnastics thing where you're trying to figure out who wants to win the Europa League is the always the fun thing there. Like, <laughs> Champions League, so, we know, you don't obviously. have Sevilla this year to say that yeah, we yeah. know they want to win it. 
<laughs> That's good. Uh, we know, you know, if you're in the Champions League, we know you want to win it, right? If you're in the Europa League, there are teams that genuinely are like, yeah, let me get eliminated as soon as possible so we can focus on the domestic league. Um, that's another tricky thing. And that's especially tricky in my next play, which involves Milan and Manchester United. Um, you want to talk about a crapshoot. This is complete crapshoot. I kind of wanted to just give some Europa League action. I don't actually love this. In fact, as I'm talking about it, I hate it more and more. I'm still going to oh, bet lovely. it. Yeah, it's a really good endorsement. I'm still going to bet it. United plus 115. I just think they're better than Milan at this point. Um, you know, the, the layout thing up top for Milan is not worked. Um, they're really missing Zlatan up there. I do. I'm really intrigued by the Chal Hanoglu, uh, Bruno Fernandez midfield matchup. I think that's awesome with Chal Hanoglu back who missed the first leg in this. So maybe that's a Milan argument, but I thought they looked terrible in that uh, Serie A game against Napoli over the weekend. I'm very out on, on Milan plays right now. I think they'd be, I don't, this is a classic example of like, I think both of these teams want to win the Europa League, but maybe not a ton at this stage. Like if this was a semifinals game, they'd put a lot more into it. Um, because both are in top four fights, uh, fights domestically. But I do think top to bottom, Manchester United is a better team than Milan. I think you're going to see some of that United firepower come out here, and you're getting a plus price. Again, I gave the endorsement before. Don't love it. United plus 115. I actually do like that. I think that they are a better team. They're going to be going on the road here, but I think they are still interested. Uh, I think Ole wants to bring home some silverware this year, and a Europa League title is another trophy for the cabinet. So I think even though they don't need it to get to Champions League, because it certainly looks like they're going to make it on their own, they're not really in danger of falling out of the top four. They're not really competing with City for first. This is their chance at a title this season, and I think that they're going to go out and try and take that. Now, your last play might involve the best team on the planet at the moment, Taylor. Yeah, so Rangers uh, and Slavia Prague, Steven Gerrard bringing Rangers back to uh, glory there in Scotland. I think... uh, Celtic had won either eight or nine SPLs in a row. We love a dynasty around here. Uh, well, now Rangers will probably, if we, if Scottish history is any indicator, Rangers are now going to win the next nine and then it'll Celtic will do it all over again. Um, I think Rangers are a better team than Slavia Prague. I admittedly didn't know much about Slavia before that first leg, which I watched a little bit of because I bet Rangers and failed in a one, one there. Um, I like Morelos up top for Rangers. I think they have some firepower and I also think they really care about this competition in a way that very few teams left do. Um, a Scottish team hasn't won a European competition, a major one, I believe, since 1967. I know Aberdeen won the Cup Winners' Cup in 83. I was looking this up the other day, which was like a precursor to Europa League. But a major European Cup, not since Celtic in 67. That's a long time. I think Rangers will want to go off and try to win this. I think they can beat Slavia. Um, and also, I believe their last game was the first leg in this. They didn't play any Scottish games in between. I have no idea how that's possible. I think the Scottish FA is like – rearranging games to try to push them on this Europa League run, which is sketchy, but you got to love it uh, and support it. And I think it's a good plus price. So give me Steven Gerrard's boys, Rangers plus 120 here. I mean, I'm also cool with the Scottish Premier League doing this because their season's over. The title has been yeah. won. They literally already won the title and have not lost, by the way, since December, not of last year, the year before. There this we go. team's yeah. absolutely insane. I-, I love them to beat Prague here. All right. So we know what they're going to lose by four goals. There we go. Congrats. Oh, yeah. You know, you know it's happening. Now, you also have a thought on the futures market in the e, in the EPL. Uh, so I did. I'm sorry, Europa League. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Arsenal. I mean, look, we like to make fun of Arsenal on the show. 
as one does. They're coming off of a, of a, of a win to kind of try to silence the haters. I'm sure they'll follow that up with some disgusting losses as well in England. But they've been playing well, guys, in the Europa League. I don't know what's happening with this team in the Europa League. They've had some tough matchups, too. Uh, being able to, to, to show something against Benfica was impressive. Um, I don't know about Arsenal winning at all, and plus 450 is not maybe good enough value. But I really am intrigued by Arsenal like making the semis or making the final. I don't have numbers on that right now, so I think you'd have to bet the futures ticket. Just someone talk me out of that. And what is there any futures play um, that either of you guys like to win the Europa right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with Tom. I, again, I, 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 if I refuse to bet on single games, I sure as hell refuse to bet on the futures market. Again, it's. You don't have Sevilla in there. You yeah. don't have Sevilla in there. You know Sevilla actually gave a crap about winning the Europa League. They're not there. They're Here's out the of the Champions League. There's only two teams that I tr- – there's only two teams I like, and that is the two favorites, Spurs and Man U, at 4-1 to one apiece. I'm, I'm not interested in that price. There's no value there. In my opinion, I, I it doesn't it doesn't make enough sense for me. And those are the only two teams that I believe have both the desire and the talent to win. We talked about Rangers, thirty five to one. Can I interest you in that? That doesn't exist. I don't. I, I see twenty five now. That's been bet down, T. Well, so you got I a have, good number. We we have thirty five here. We have a. Who's got it? Circa. Uh, draft, uh, DraftKings. DraftKings. We we take most okay. of our lines from DraftKings because of their wide betting menu, and yeah, plus yeah. I get their uh, I get their emails from their department, so they they help us out and send us some uh, tickets and money splits when we need them. So here's one other question, because yeah. we know the La Liga teams care about this usually, especially teams that are not in the mix for a top four slot to uh, get that automatic berth into the Champions League. I know they're not any good, and they're having a rough year in, in domestic. Do we dare take a shot at a, on a bloated price at Granada? Oh, do God. we dare do that? Oh, God. No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're doing any – Jeff, Real would be the more considerable yeah, one there. They're more realistic there. Because they're, they're, they're already – they're pretty much lo- – I wouldn't say locked in, but they're in pretty good shape to make the next round uh, with, a, with a, an advantage coming back home against Dynamo Kiev. But even then, it's just that's the thing. You do the logic is sound, right? What Spanish teams are left? Uh, but I don't like the ones that are left. That's the problem. Yeah, Villarreal and Granada, the two left, both seventh and eighth in the table right now. Uh, only <laughs> only eleven points behind Sevilla for that fourth spot. So uh, so. Oh, by the way, what happened to Real Sociedad? Ever since Tom talked me out of that one bet, <laughs> they've fallen in the tank. <laughs> Out of what uh, the the United the Man U, you were no, trying to bet him in that the, the Real the Real match. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't really love. Uh, I, I think La Liga has fallen off a ton in general. Um, I mean, we've seen that with the Giants, obviously. And I say that on a day where I'm freaking locking in Real Madrid, which I'm still <laughs> I'm still so upset that that's going to happen. But I need I need a I need a profit off of Real's BS, right? So that's part. Yeah, of it. why not? But yeah, I don't know. I the other thing here is uh, if you think Milan is getting past Man U, eleven to one is not terrible. But that's you know, I'm not doing that. Yeah, guys, like I, I'm just not really interested in the teams outside of England in 
in the Europa League. That's just that's just the reality of it. On the long-term market, those are the ones that I think are going to be up there for the final. I think it's going to be Man U and Spurs. Because Spurs especially might need this to get into the Champions League. They yeah. want this. It makes it makes the most sense to take Spurs because they're the ones that stand with the most to gain. Well, they've looked awesome in this competition. I mean, they really like this is where this is kind of where the Gareth Bale rejuvenation has happened. This is where yes. Deli Ali has gotten his legs back. Um, this is Jose where Jose Marino's... often has looked stupid uh, because <laughs> those dudes are playing well, uh, you know. Yeah, but he's the one that's playing them. So, I, I mean, True. at the end of the day, he's finally looking smart for it. The special one is trying to get that coveted Europa League trophy, getting back to the UCL. Guys, that's going to do it for us. That's the plays of the midweek. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us here, guys. Don't forget to go download the Book It Sports app. Jeff, where can they find you there? Uh, at Jeff on the Book It Sports app, at Jeff Parles on all other social medias, guys. I love how you took advantage and just yeah. got at Jeff. I should have done he's that like with a, Tom. He's like a Brazilian soccer player, just the one name. I love it. <laughs> should have just gone at Hefe. We really would have yeah. been in great shape. <laughs> yes, I think that was what you should have gone with. All right, Taylor, people can find you on the Book It Sports app at T-Will with one L and on Twitter at A-T-L-T-Will also with one L. You can find me on at TV at work on both platforms. And don't forget to download the app today, guys. Let us know what you're taking in the Champions League this week. We always love Love to hear from you. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today, my friend. Thanks as always, guys. It's always a pleasure. And uh, and uh, hopefully we hit some bets here, guys. Hopefully. hopefully. Yes, Best sir. of luck to everyone. That's going to do it for us. Everyone have a good week, and we will be back with our EPL plays at the end of the week. Take care, everyone. Peace.